Hello and welcome to episode number 218 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is the second half of the episode that uh, went up last week, uh, talking about a whole bunch of different things, the whole HBO, AT&T, maybe jettisoning HBO Max sort of thing, and then a, a bunch of other random stuff. Uh, so just to let you know, we have a new video up on YouTube and on the website in the Science Nature an outdoor section of our website. It looks like maybe those videos are going to be going up on Fridays in uh, preparation for your weekend, so you can check those out. Those are mostly going to be uh, hiking and nature-related. There's going to be some like animal videos that are going to go up on that. So yeah, check that out on our YouTube channel. Oh my God, I couldn't even say YouTube channel. That is uh, NerdProQuo, uh, youtube.com forward slash NerdProQuo, and uh, NerdProQuo.com. Just click on the uh, Science, Nature, and Outdoor link, and then click on Videos, and it is right there. More of those are going to be going up. It's probably, for the next couple of weeks, the only stuff that's going to be going up. Uh, podcasts will very likely be on hiatus somewhat because of the other projects, the video products we're working on. A little bit more having to do with the fact that uh, I will be busy and out of town doing things, so I we can do podcasts remotely, but it is very likely, at least for a good chunk of June, the actual podcast will be on hiatus probably until... Uh, late June, maybe even early July. So we're essentially going to be taking, for all intents and purposes, the month off. We will see what happens with that. Hopefully we'll be posting up new content. But in the meantime, our sister podcast over at the Best Best Boys Pod is an anime podcast. You can get your anime fix. Uh, Go and check that out. In the meantime, check out the videos that we're going to be putting out. We might be shifting a little bit in the summer. Might not be talking about pop culture as much if the podcasts go up. They might be more science, nature, and outdoor related, at least for the month of June. If if episodes do go up, uh, there definitely will be new videos going up about that. So, uh, yeah, keep uh, posted to our YouTube channel and nerdproquo.com. And as always, if you like this podcast, tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. If you have any thoughts, anything like that, at nerdproquo on Twitter. We're going to be having some giveaways on at nerdproquo very, very soon. That is also going to be happening uh, next month. In June, we're going to be having some giveaways of some stuff, uh, some outdoor stuff, and probably some nerd stuff, too. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye on at NerdProQuo on Twitter, and, uh, yeah, hit us uh, up at NerdProQuo at gmail.com, or leave a review in iTunes. It will, it really does help us if you do that. Uh, so do that, because uh, it'll get our podcast out to more people, which uh, we would appreciate. I, I honestly don't know if anyone who I don't know personally is still listening to this podcast. So let us know. Uh, yep. Stay nerdy, y'all. So I feel like there's so many other... HBO oh, so Max. as... What? HBO Max. Yeah, HBO, HBO Max. And also I will say that even though I've had mixed feelings about it and I've been kind of not like, I don't watch it as it airs, I have been watching the nevers because fuck it's it's a good show i feel upset about it 
It's Do you know what it is? I, I mean, I, I've, you know how I've justified it? I've justified it by like saying that I'm supporting the actors and I'm supporting Jane Espenson, who is one of the primary I, writers behind I the show. I have not been on it. I've only seen the first episode. I may get back onto it because I've heard good, I've read good things about the show. I'm just waiting until like in the off season, at the end of the season, maybe in the summer where it. Yeah. And like you said, I don't watch it as it airs. I don't watch it as it airs, but I was just like, it's just like, I, it's fucking good. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's like, Oh, what do you want from me? Show's fucking good. Fuck Joss Whedon. And yeah, like I said, I rationalize it by saying that I'm I'm not supporting Joss Whedon. I'm supporting Jane Essenson and the cast, the cast of that show. So, uh, speaking and Nick of a Frost. show, oh god, I love me some Nick Frost. Of a show, I really wanted to get on board, but I just couldn't because I think I'm just too old. Shadow and Bone. The hell is that? It's a YA the, thing. Yeah, I don't... I, 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 I tried haven't, getting I to it. I, my goodness, I hate those characters. I mean, it's fantasy. Fair. But just a lot of it just doesn't... Just makes me nauseous. Well, on the, on the other side of that, because Netflix acquired uh, Miller, Miller World, Mil, Millar World, however you want to... Jupiter's Legacy, here's the biggest problem with that show. I can't get Josh Duhamel, Josh, yeah, Josh Duhamel can is like the one like the main focus of the show and he's just not a good enough actor he just isn't nope the rest of the people on that show are are good enough but they have to like they have to carry him and he's like the star of the show and when your star is the weakest actor in your entire cast i mean look look i actually i read the books I love Jupiter's Legacy, like that story, but that uh, I want to, I want to recommend it, but I, I can't, I can't. It is, it is no surprise that I watch the boys. Yeah. Yeah. As far as that type, because they're very similar. The boys is a much better, uh, as far as like sort of, Superhero, like superhero archetypes, having problems and everything. The boys, they just have better. better actors and better characters. Yeah. I just didn't. I mean, I don't know much well, about Jupiter's legacy. I'm sorry. It's like none of the characters from that first episode. Well, I didn't even. I couldn't even stand watching the first episode. I just like saw the first 15 minutes and I checked out. I gave up. Well, you know, well here's I, what I I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Just, just generally speaking. Like overall, Garth and Garth Ennis over Mark Millar. Like that's that's what that is. That I, I mean, on a very basic level, that's what that is because they're very similar themes in those shows. And yeah, it's but the Garth characters Ennis over Mark are Millar. way better in the boys, and the actors obviously are just way better. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't I haven't seen Joshua Mel his work that much, but I mean, I guess he sucks you, as an actor. You, no, Eve, you do know Josh Dumel and his work because he was Leo on All My Children. <laughs> Leo, the con artist. Oh, God. Green, I love, I love how we come back to this periodically. 
somehow or other, <laughs> baby, it every, comes full circle. Everybody has been on a soap opera at one point in time. Yeah. Well, every, why didn't he just everybody, stay in a soap opera? Everybody. He should have stayed on the soap opera because that's where his talents really, or lack thereof, well, he was yeah. well. He wasn't even good on the show, I'll tell you that. Well, you don't have to be a good actor to be on soap opera. I'm sorry. You don't have to. However, hey. someone like Sonny Corentos, the actor who plays him, he deserves to be on a big screen TV. Not only does he deserve, you know, um, what's her name's uh, love and affection because Jax is a piece of shit, um, but he's a better actor. <laughs> One day, Eve, I'm going to tell you the story. I know someone who used to work as like building soap opera fan clubs for different actors because that would help them to like be able to run like get a better contract because they could say look at all the fans I have and she this is actually a thing that she did for a living and she will tell you all about your little friend Sonny (laughs) and how he's like a nightmare in real life I don't care Jax is a piece of shit I hated that character so do we have to continue this no, 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 no. Okay, let's. We're, 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 we're not doing this. So, so Jax, Jax is a piece of shit. But, but, but you don't see him getting like busted up on Rico statutes. Did Brenda, did Brenda get shot up in the shower when she was with Jax? No, she didn't. I was with your little man. Okay, and then and then was was Jax running around marrying people who looked like her? No, that was that was your little. I'm man. sorry, uh, my boy, Sonny Corintos. Uh, I don't, I forgot his uh, um, his real name, but the actor is just superb. Whoever uh, portrayed Jax is bland as fuck. I mean, some weird blonde guy from down from down under being Jax. Who cares or whatever Aussie, whatever ethnicity he's supposed to be. He is just not a good actor. All right, my boy, Sonny Corintos. He is a bad boy. Through and through, he exudes that, and damn it, he's quite charming. All right, he's charming. That little short man who poses for trophies. Seriously, you got a problem with short people? I I'm shortest. Yes, I am. Really? <laughs> really? Apparently, really? Oh, so, yeah. a little bit. I'm 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 not making eye contact with the camera. I <laughs> make the cutoff or what? I'm I'm wow, I'm, I'm not making eye contact Charlie. with Connor. Charlie. Charlie, got a the man is looking at you. He's like, who did I, who am I dating? <laughs> who am I loving right now? I'm telling you, I, I learned new. You see, you are living, you're next to a heightist right now. Seriously, Think about I that. learned new things every weekend. A heightist. Every weekend. There's something new. I was like, you know. <laughs> We'll never win at the newlywed game. No. <laughs> Rich, pun all you want tonight. <laughs> pun all you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got no. Yeah, no, now I will not have that on this podcast. <laughs> I will not have that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm not yelling at you. You don't have to run and hide. We're yelling at Charlie and the fact that she hates people above yes. below a certain height level. I mean, what's the cutoff? <laughs> I, I, I want to know. Like, 
Like, is it is it five five? You, five, you made the cut. It's five six. It's Sonny Corinthos height. I don't know. I have to look it up. It's Sonny Corinthos height. Don't worry, I'll do it for you. Huh? Focus. What if what if the what if the guy was like a five six, but he made up for that with personality? That's not the issue with Sonny, all right? Huh? What if what if what if he's what if he's five four but he's a tripod? <laughs> How tall are you, Rich? Nice. How tall are you, Rich? Five seven. You're five seven. He's five nine. Five nine. That's not yeah. short. Yeah, Charlie. What's your problem? <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Right what, what's your problem? <laughs> He's, he's, he's yeah, yeah, no, explain yourself. He's a you made a quite an offensive comment about people who are short. He's Your man Hollywood. is of average height. And he's a I think Hollywood 5'9, okay? He's a Hollywood 5'9. He's he's a Tom Cruise 5'9. Is that your argument? Is that your what you're, you're going to die on? Is that your uh, way of like escaping that? Tom Cruise is five six. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he openly saying that he's five six, or is he still wearing the lifts in his shoes and telling everybody he's? Like I don't five, know. Ten? I I guess you would have to crash his Scientology session to find that out. But. I'm sure he's definitely five six. And how tall are you? Me? No, Rich. How tall are you again? You're five eight, five seven. Five seven. All right. What's what's wrong with people five nine and shorter, Charlie? You tell you you complain uh, of people being short all the time, Eve, as a tall man yourself. No, I say that in jest, but you you went full bore into <laughs> Sonny Corrento's being short. Like that was one of this his is, problems. This is that he, be on the internet, that he by is the way. Everyone, un, everyone will know. He is undeserving of Brenda's love because he lacks a certain vertical endowment. All right. Are you saying well, Rich is undeserving of your love too? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, you're saying that Rich the, needs to know this. The you're you brought up Jax's height too as, <laughs> as some kind of issue against him. So I'm like, all right, well, if you want to complain about him being tall, then I'll complain about Sonny being short. Which he is. He got a little man syndrome. Got it. He's wow. a mobster. <laughs> can, can we focus and get off soap opera for a second? I'm so sorry, Jamie. So, 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 just, just for, to for be two continued. seconds before we get into, because I, would you I be feel continued? like, because I feel like the HBO Max conversation is going to be a long conversation. Uh, <laughs> new, new Loki, Loki preview. Have we seen that yet? Yeah, I want to go. I'm, I'm. I don't want to know. I'm just super excited about that show in general. Well, it's freaking Owen Wilson's in it, so that that's all you had to tell. I mean, Tom Middleton, and also, and also, like, similar to like me being super excited about Wandavision, it's just like just just get it leaning into the weirdness. I'm always I'm all about like them leaning into the weirdness. Also, I read an interesting thing about Wandavision is that. So apparently Benedict Cumberbatch was Yeah, I read that. Supposed to be in the end there. 
and they scrapped it because they wanted to kind of like like kind of go a different direction with it. It was yeah, so, it was, it was like, like it was going to take away from the ending's impact because it was going yeah. to take away from it being about you know uh, Scarlet yeah, Witch. Yeah, but I felt like in some way and like what do I know? But even I was like, they're going to bring in the, the Cumberbatch man, aren't they? Of course. I mean, they still alluded to Dr. Strange, but I think it's interesting that like what I read, like how close like that was the plan. And then they kind of like yeah. veered a different direction, like really late yeah. in the production of well, the show. Was, yeah. I mean, that was the only thing that sort of felt funny is because it was like, it felt like they, like there was an intention to bring him there and then he didn't show up and it's like, okay, fine. But then it just feels weird to like, it feels weird to lean into that if you're not actually going to do it. Sure. But I also, I also understand, I, I do like in hindsight, like now having seen like the whole and considered the entire season, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see how, like him at the end, as cool as that would have been, might have kind of distracted from her story, like to focus on her. Also, the second thing, I think I send you the preview to you guys of the Modoc, the Modoc series on Hulu. The only reason why I'm excited about that is the voice cast. I immediately recognize that like that's Patton Oswald and Nathan Fillion and a whole bunch of other people. Who are doing voices also the fact that like marvel is doing like a sort of adult-ish comedy cartoon and that the fact that the fucking star is modok is just hilarious to me because <laughs> that that character is hilarious so it's mm-hmm. it's just like oh okay that's i'm i think that's gonna be fun and i think that comes out like next week maybe mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like you, especially Charlie, you and I, I don't know about the rest of you, have very different feelings about this. I really don't care. As far as like how much it's going it. to affect things. I mean, until there's confirmation that they're going to ja- do away with uh, free HBO Max for AT&T subscribers. I mean, it doesn't impact me at all. I mean, from the sound of it, it seems like they're trying to be aggressive. They have like a new tier of HBO Max where you have to, you know, you could pay less for advertising. I really don't think it's a big deal. I mean, what's the issue that they purchased Discovery? So AT&T is spinning off Warner Media. So when they, so when they merge with Time Warner, they created what's called Warner Media, and HBO Max was supposed to be like the cornerstone of that. So now what they're doing is merging Discovery Plus, which just came out, and they're merging it with HBO Max, so that there's this, so that there's an even more massive library, mm-hmm. and they're gonna spin out Warner Media as its own company. So it's like a suit, like they they fought tooth and nail for this to happen, and 
almost like two, two, three years after like fighting all of the red tape to make it happen, they're getting rid of, they're offloading the Warner Media component. They just, what does that even mean? Though? So what that means is Warner Media goes back to being its own separate company. So meaning and all an AT&T, Brothers content. So everything that everything that was Warner Media, Time Warner, everything they held, yeah, got bought up by AT and T. Yeah, that AT and T became the parent company. I was listening to a podcast the other day, like H, like Disney, Netflix has like two hundred million U.S. subscribers. Disney Plus has like a hundred something million and HBO Max has 22. So, but they're newer, they're newer, but they, but they have a lot, like, you know, they have a long way to go to be where Disney Plus is a year and a half after they've started. Yeah. Right. Like the gulf is big. And the focus of all of these streaming services is about amassing the biggest library that you can to compel people sure. to go to your service because yeah. you, you quote unquote have everything. Yeah. And so the acquisition of, of discovery brings in more library, but it basically means AT&T is like walking away for the most part, so it would seem. They, is it walking away or is just like yeah they're tr- they're, they're they they still own it though they just oh if 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 this if the if the if the separation is approved and then AT&T is going to wash their hands of Warner Media because because one of the trade-offs of their of the of the sale is to write off 174 billion in debt that they accumulated as a as a cost of I am nodding. Sorry, I'm nodding. <laughs> you're doing you're doing you're doing the yup nod. I'm doing the yup, yeah. right? Like they accumulated a massive amount of debt. And basically, you know, this is like an ABC News analysis. What they were basically saying is like ATT can make the phone providers who have tried to step into media, they can make far more money building out a 5G network and they can do a Verizon model where Verizon partners with Disney to offer a discount rather than do what AT&T did, which is, no, we want to own the media company itself. Well, they don't have to do that, right? Like they don't have to, so so they're spinning out Warner Media because like they can do what Verizon did and have partnerships with people, or what T-Mobile is doing and having partnerships with like Netflix. Like if you're a T-Mobile customer, you can get Netflix on on T-Mobile, right? So like you can do these kinds of partnerships, give people a hook to be in with you, but you don't have to outright own the media. So AT&T is taking that approach. The problem is they've accumulated a massive amount of debt to own Time Warner up to this point. So, so, so I don't know what kind of partnership they're in a place, they're in a position to offer because they ain't got because they ain't got it. So yeah. So here is from my perspective, because I was reading about this, because fucking all right. 
let me first start off by saying fucking AT&T are fucking, fucking stupid. Uh, they spent all this fucking money to acquire a media company and then made the massive mistake yeah. of offering that media content to their phone customers for free. That was the, the massive error is what happened was they acquired this massive media company for a shit ton of money. They spent a shit ton of money. And then I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, what they thought they were going to make by acquiring, because you, you, if you're acquiring this media company, if you offer it for free, you just, Basically, you've just spent a bunch of money that you're never going to see made back. Well, I that's think, what that's basically what they did on I, a very, very simplified level. Yeah, and I think the thinking was originally that if you if you own the company, like I think the the, the, the maverick thinking was if you own the company then you generate yeah. revenue from everyone who's not an AT&T customer. But you can also make some of your yeah. money back because a cell phone plan is infinitely more expensive than the service. Like sure. if you look at AT&T plan rates, it's not like it is not it is no coincidence that they offered HBO Max for free and their plans went up by about $15. Yeah. So like yeah. you, so they were going, so if you either were going to become a new customer so that you could get HBO Max, or if you were an existing customer and you needed to modify your plan, you were going to spend more money. They were going to get it back. The problem was it was, if you give it to the phone customers, it's going to the AT&T arm and it's doing nothing to your point. Yeah. For the media arm, right? So it's so like the so so us. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but Discovery Plus is not actually being grouped into HBO Max. It's not. It's a separate. It's a separate acquisition. The reason why they want that is because almost everything on Discovery Plus is and this in my opinion given the way sort of <laughs> given the way sort of media is going like i see so oh, what pisses me off about this is it is pure and simple pure profit motive there is nothing else behind it it is brazen profit motive because Discovery Plus is an acquisition because all of their shows are reality shows. Reality shows, as someone who actually worked for a little while, like intern for a company that produces those shows, their overheads are nothing. They are massive money makers and ratings getters, and they cost virtually nothing to produce. Whereas scripted shows cost a shit ton to produce. Yeah. And the profit motive on that is, is nil. So it's just like, okay, whatever. I get 
them acquiring Discovery Plus. But the are there programming like, in? I mean, I've it's heard all of like programming that no, that but, all, it's all programming that no, virtually no one currently on this recording right now gives two shits about. Yeah, but does the general public care about it? I mean, are they yes. the? Yes. Are they the yes. company of like the? Real housewives of whatever town it is. I mean, but, there's uh, a shit ton of stuff on HGTV and TLC that's all reality shows. Oh, reality. That it like house flipping and but all that. But is that Discovery though? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's all Discovery Plus. Yeah. HG, Discovery Plus is HGTV, TLC, all of those. Re- virtually every reality show, aside from maybe like the Real Housewives type stuff, almost. Every single reality show that you have ever heard of that is popular that isn't like, for lack of a better way of phrasing this, women sniping at each other, they're all on Discovery. They're all grouped into one of those channels. It's very hostile. And those shows are incredibly popular and very, very, very cheap to produce. What's left to be figured out so they so the I think they're going with the discovery guy to lead whoever to lead whatever this thing yeah. is to be. And what's left That's to according to the most recent things I've read, yes. Yeah. I was John somebody or the other. And yeah. Um but what's left to be figured out is like are they gonna become one big thing? Or is it going to be like a Disney Hulu situation where you can like subscribe think, to you can subscribe to both? At I a think bundle? it'll be. I think it'll be like. And that. I th- and most because they, people- they're going there. That whole acquisition is to go after Disney. Is to com- better compete with Disney. Who's going after sure. Disney Warner? Yeah, it, it, I or, think yeah. what AT AT intentions in terms of acquiring Discovery is to be better suited to compete with disney to be but honest. what charlie said she at and is no longer have, right. they've, they've washed their hands of it so it, now warner brothers not, is now not free. quite yet the deal hasn't gone through yet the deal the deal hasn't gone through yet and i and i if i'm mis i might be mistaken but i think it faces like certain regulatory mm-hmm. hurdles that it has to clear and well, they they face certain regulatory hurdles to, to when they tr- when they were acquired in the first place. Exactly, there was so a whole antitrust suit against them. Exactly, so. so it's so it's going to be really part part of like you know anyway. the The point is, it's it's not going to be something that happens overnight, but there is going to be. I think it kind of just weakens both companies. I think they should have stuck it out a little bit longer. I don't know. I think it should benefit at least Warner Brothers because if you're able to divorce yourself from the mismanagement of AT&T, that's a win. You know, just having a distance from the issues of AT&T. So here's where I actually... You can have true media people making decisions that hopefully is beneficial for your content. I, I, I agree. I agree with, I agree with Eve on this, on this point. I actually hope that AT&T jettisons Warner and HBO max, because the way that you promote HBO max, because AT&T, I don't think is going to do this 
the way that HBO Max competes with Disney Plus is, I mean, and this is just, this isn't me being biased or anything. I love me some Disney Plus. I love all the properties that Disney now owns. Warner Brothers owns a equal content share of stuff to Disney Plus currently. They are not promoting it yeah. as such. And I think it's because of AT&T. Because AT&T is yes, it's just a cell, a plan, cell phones, but not market the, the content that yeah. Warner Brothers has. And they've been hampered they're, by they're that. Not, they're, they're like a bull in a, in a China shop. They just want to take it all. And but they don't really. And this is nothing new. It I, was never a marriage that made th- this sense. This is nothing but... new because I years ago I actually worked I closely with AT and T people because I I was overseeing a partnership uh, a collaboration with AT and T, and I found working with them to be incredibly frustrating, like frustrating over time where they came up they came at us with big ideas and yeah well we, this is how we can structure it and, 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 but then uh, in in terms of execution they they're a very they're a very large company that is not well managed and they they have the all these huge ambitions and and they, they feel like they can just well, if we want this, we can just acquire it. You know, like like back, I, way back when they were were trying to merge with T-Mobile, that was that was around the time I was working with that, and they were they put all of their focus on that, and ultimately that fell through because the government didn't approve it because that was anti-competitive. Um, so yeah, like I I I think that in the end it would be smart for HBO to to split from AT&T and then they'll find more success that way. Because they, they just, they don't, they don't learn from their mistakes. They just, they, they constantly want to just take over the world, but they don't have a real strategy around it. Yeah, and I think that they're hampering a lot of the decision-making that, you know, the Hollywood types that Warner Brothers are trying to do. It's like they're not truly independent. They have this overarching, you know, overlords that they have to satisfy who who themselves are, you know, have their heads up their asses. So, I mean, I'm hoping that they're able to, like, free you know warner brothers and let warner brothers does its thing because it has a lot of content you know and it's just been shackled by at&t i mean i mean putting at&t i i i want to re-emphasize this because we had this discussion before of like about like oh once at&t the people who don't have to pay for hbo max will they pay for hbo max I mean, one of the things that needs to happen, I honestly think, I don't think they're going to do this, but they should. We were talking about, like, they were talking about, like, a, a lower tier that has ads on it. I don't think they should do that. Like, if, if this actually goes through and, I mean, they're, like I said, they're not going to do this just because it, it's, you know, profit motive is just not 
practice, but I, I would say do it as a pr- promotional tool. If they actually, if Warner, HBO Max splits from AT&T, drop your price to be competitive with Disney Plus. Uh, And no, honestly, I mean, there, there is, and promote the shit out of your library. I'm sorry. It has increased in price. So Disney Plus has increased in price, but it's still $8 a month. If you just purchase Disney and HBO max is twice the amount. And so right there, that's why for like, that's why when I was telling all all of us on AT&T, I was like, bitch, get you that deal. Because like, that's a lot of money, right? And I'm already, I'm already doing that with Netflix. Clearly Netflix is the leader. So I'm not doing this with somebody else. Like I just. But is it the same though? I mean, because Disney Plus is just, aside from the more recent shows, like you know mandalorian and i guess bad batch i mean a lot of disney plus is just like legacy content yeah you know whereas with hbo yeah. they're making new shit they're coming up with new yeah, experimental shows bad. and i've and to be honest i find and, that and look, the content i don't think they have to better. drop their price i don't think they have to drop their price significantly it just can't be twice what disney plus is I'm saying you know what I mean if that goes through like they could come in at 10 or 12 and it might be a conversation I was gonna say like 12 12 is a good middle ground for that I don't know I mean and and then and then the secondary step and like I said I'm gonna re-emphasize this they need if if this happens and they do separate from AT&T they really need to aggressively promote that library because I Really, like just from speak talking to you guys, as someone who has really done some deep dives on that HBO Max library, they are not promoting that library no, the way they should be. Sure. There is some there is a lot of shit on there that there there are pockets of like just purely from the perspective of this specific podcast, like there are pockets of nerddom that they are not promoting. There's stuff that they've, the, the Toho library, the fucking DC library, like. But uh, does it matter when they have fucking Game of Thrones? And I'm sorry, once the new seasons of Game of those prequel shows come out and it's like another eight season, I'm sorry. You know it's going to be worth a $20 what dollars or whatever because the Game of Thrones is the thing that got me into HBO. And if the show is even better than the last two seasons of the original uh, Game, of Thro- Game of Thrones programming, it will make it more all, all worthwhile. H- HBO Max, all, HBO generally speaking, they have a problem where they have too many products. Like there's HBO, there's yeah. HBO Go, HBO so Now, HBO. Well, now. H- well, those two things don't exist anymore. Yeah, HBO Now, Now Go, well, and HBO Now did. don't exist anymore. Yeah, but right now it's all yeah. been Max. It's been Max. I think they've learned their lesson, and I think they've just put their eggs all in one basket in the Max basket, and they've been promoting that heavily. Yeah, but you should have done that from the get go. As soon as they they launched HBO Max. The strategy should have been okay. We're going all in on HBO Max, and everything else is is it's not necessary. So, but once again, that was under AT and T. It was under yeah. All they had under a stumbling. AT&T. They had a stumbling block 
really, aside from the AT&T connection, they had a, a major stumbling block very early on, which was the transition from uh, that you couldn't get HBO Max through like Roku or any of those uh, any of those services. And you had HBO Go and HBO Now, but you couldn't access HBO Max content. And it took them, from the perspective of media, like putting out media, it took them, I mean, it, if you think about like the past and like how long it took things to, t- to process, it, it, it's like, oh, that's not that long. But it, it took them, I don't know, but it was like six months to shift the HBO Go and the HBO Now platform to HBO Max, that that's like the only platform. And even then, there was a lot of stumbles with that. Yeah. Especially if you had like a cable, if you had a cable access to HBO Go or HBO Now, there was a lot of stumble. And, and I agree with Eve that a lot of that had to do with AT&T. Like just like, well, we want them to have AT&T or pay for that. Like, but if I already have a cable subscription for HBO Go and HBO Now, why am I going to pay more so that I can get HBO Max? And that was a super, that was a, I mean, the six months that like you can't, couldn't access HBO Max, if you already had an HBO Now or an HBO Go, account through either your cable access or just a separate thing that was completely that whole thing and i don't even think that they've resolved it completely was completely it was a it was such a as someone who like kind of tried to go through that it and i don't even think i can still access hbo max through i uh, actually no i think i don't think i can period access hbo max through Verizon TV. I don't think I can because AT&T won't allow that to happen because they own HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a huge problem for people who are like, I've already, I'm already paying for cable to get HBO and you've now shifted everything all over to HBO Max. And now because I'm not connected via AT&T, I can't, access any HBO content aside from like HBO like none of HBO Max is just not available to me because the AT&T yeah. owns it. I mean it's like for someone like me I'm actually rooting for them to jettison HBO to jettison Warner because it was like that'll make that so much easier for someone like me and I don't think like as someone for all the people who aren't AT&T people I think I like I'm actually rooting for them to jettison HBO Max to just not for HBO Max and Warner to be its own thing. Because that means that people who aren't attached to AT&T can easier access your fucking product. Because like, HBO is a brand. HBO is a brand yeah. that has cachet. You know, and if they, if Warner Brothers is able to let and HBO AT&T be And AT&T has poisoned their cachet. Has poisoned their cachet. They poison a lot of things. And yeah. I mean, I know they have a good library, uh, but I think, you know, HBO is like, it's a new ship. It's the latest 
whatever HBO programming, that's what gets people on board because that is the more celebrated uh, programming that we see on like awards night and award seasons when it comes to TV. And Warner Premiere is worth it, period, for me. Warner Premiere, paying $15 a month to access all of the Warner Brothers movies, like before, as they hit theaters, I'm like, no, that, dude, no, that, that, see, that, that was, that a, was smart. That was, sell the shit smart. out of that. That was great. That was a very smart move. Wonder- and they're still not promoting that. They're still not promoting that, in my opinion, as much as they should. I mean, I, this, there were some bungles in, because, the podcast I was listening to was even talking about how like Verizon mismanaged some of their other media acquisitions too, right? Like I think that there's some, yeah, yeah, sure. There's something about like I think phone companies are just phone companies. That's what you guys do. Go ahead and do that to the max, right? I don't I don't know that they have the acumen, but I do think that there need to be partnerships with some of these streaming services with sellers. Sure. Like, like the Netflix T-Mobile partnership where, you know, you get a, you get like a year or something of Netflix on T-Mobile, like. But that's a much more simpler. Right. Or like. The Verizon Disney Plus thing is, dude, if you got that first, I'm, I'm one of these people. You got that first year of Disney Plus with your Verizon account. Once you have that, and to have it be a whole year, once you have that year, you're going to fucking, unless you're like a curmudgeon who doesn't watch Disney Plus at all, you're going to want Disney Plus after that year is up. Like, like, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I, I, there need to be partnerships. I don't think AT&T handled this one well and I'm just worried about like you know I I wonder I it will be interesting to see how Warner or how HBO Max rather builds out its audience when they're so far behind like they have they have to have a partnership with somebody and maybe it's not AT&T They gotta have a part. Like I mean, they're so, but they're like so far behind. You know, there is a way I. So, I partially agree with you, and I part. This is what I said. I was like, this is where I think you and I kind of disagree, only because I am someone who is not beginning it for free. I mean, granted, I'm also not technically paying for it, but I would pay for it is I think, but the way they do that is just market the shit at what Eve is saying, market the shit out of that you have HBO and HBO is a marquee brand and market the living shit of of your your back catalog. I mean, here's the thing. Disney Plus, They have a competitive back catalog that they're just like, just say, we have a whole... Here's this and here's these thousands or hundreds of titles that no one else has. Yeah, but people subscribe because of the Mandalore. 
people subscribed because of the uh, new show sure. that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, but I will. I would say I would argue it's, that Disney Plus is in a unique position that they can actually coast a little bit better than than anyone else just on their back catalog. Of course, because of yeah, especially around with with families with little kids. Um, you know, they got they got Disney Plus. They're set. You know, the, the, the kids can can watch just about. They can knock themselves out with every Disney film and and Disney series, Disney cartoons. Uh, I completely agree. There's there's a catalog of kids. That's again a thing that like Warner has not promoted at all. Oh. That Disney Plus has this huge advantage. It's just like they have that advantage for parents too. who just want to like put on content that they don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. So Disney as far as Disney Plus, Plus so be, because of that, Disney Plus can really take take its time to really produce quality content. Less, no, no, yeah, less but greater quality. So that's how you get Mandalorian. Yeah, but here's that's- the thing: their meteoric rise, the the fact mm-hmm. that they're able to overtake so many companies is because they're in the spotlight. A lot of media. It's not Disney Plus. It's the content that is Disney Plus is pumping out. Yeah. Mandalorian season one and two. You've well, got the promo be- with like D12 with all of the Marvel related TV shows. There are new shit coming on the docket every few months and, right and now. It, and that's what's also, getting people to glue in to these subscriptions. It was their execution. As soon as they were going to launch a, a, a streaming service they started teasing what that would look like. And then they, they, they had the teaser, they were getting wedding people's appetite. People were, I was curious. I'm like, okay, well, what is, what is this gonna be? Just like, uh, just back catalog. And then they rolled out Mandalorian on day one. On day one of launch, they had Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how you execute it. But here's a problem. HBO Max came out after, well, towards the end when Game of Thrones was getting shit. If they had HBO Max when Game of Thrones was reaching at its height of its popularity, then we would have been talking about something a little different. HBO Max would have been more successful. I feel that if there's a new show that has captured everyone's attention, then the fortunes of HBO Max and the number of subscribers will change as a result. Because right now, I mean, what's the must-see show on HBO Max right now? I mean, there's shit that we love. You know, there's the, some of the movies sure. that are out there, but it's not something that is like must-see TV programming on Sunday. And, 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 and HBO, HBO in, there's HBO in general, there's a lot of great- HBO in general doesn't have that. Well, in like HBO right now, Max, currently, not now, currently, it will. There's there's yeah. some good gems in there, but like you guys said, it's not it's not promoted well. Like Charlie and I were watching Mayor of of Eastville. East with uh, of East Town, yeah, uh, with um, Kate Winslet. It's so good. And, but how? But how did we? How did I? How do? How do we start watching that? Because my barber told me that he discovered it on HBO Max, and he's like, "Yeah, it's good. Check it out." So then we start checking it out. But like, it's all hearsay. You know, I haven't. I didn't see one ad about this show. And I haven't seen one ad about... And it's an, pro- it's probably, an HBO show, too. Yeah, probably and many other shows 
in that catalog that are really good but it's like you know you kind of have to figure it out for yourself it's i mean not every show is going to be that way not every show is going to be a mass market thing i mean disney's got that on lock you know they've got characters that people love a baby yoda or whatever that shit people will eat that shit up hbo does not have all stuff like that they don't have Uh, also 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 not not for nothing disney had the advantage that a bunch of those shows were already in product in production pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they had they had stuff. They had a nice was, little arsenal. They had the arsenal exactly. They were ready to promote and they had the an shit arsenal and make that wasn't because you'll know they had an arsenal. They had an arsenal that was ready to go. That hadn't been like they had shows that were either in production, like they have a couple shows that were in production that were suspended. So they got pushed back a, l- a little bit. They had a couple movies that got pushed back. Uh, but like they had a couple of shows that were already in, like WandaVision and a couple of those, and to a certain extent, Falcon and Winter Soldier were already in post pre pandemic. Which means you already had shows that were done shooting pre-pandemic. I don't think I, 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 from what I've read, everything I've read, Warner did not have anything like a marquee type show or movie that was in, but a show especially, less so a movie because they had movies that were in post-production with the exception of the Nevers, and the Nevers was a fucking... No one's going to promote the Nevers. I mean, I'm sorry. It's never yeah. going to have the... You can't. Cachet. You can't. You can't. Like, and it, that, that's, again, one of those things. It's just like, ah, oh, you, you, you morons. You, it, you... It, but are they morons, or they're being realistic? They're not, their shit is not going to be mass market. It's not a Game of Thrones. Not, I mean... The stuff that we love, the stuff that I love about HBO are not stuff that everyone is going to be talking about, like Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, by the coffee cooler. That that sure. was a, that was Game of Thrones. I cared about HBO because I wanted to be current on all of the Game of Thrones shit. And originally it was like Westworld season one, but after that it was it went downhill after that. Kind of fell but, apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's not everything that HBO has that will grab everyone's attention. I mean, it's like, they're, I'm, I'm banking that HBO, um, Game of Thrones, a new season will be that thing that ma- will make me recapture my love for that property. Um, but it's and like, it's not everyone's going to be a Disney. They have, may I they have a marquee D, they have a marquee. Uh, no, you may not. No, you may not. They have a, they have a marquee DC character that they're going to, have a show for the problem is number one that marquee dc character was poisoned by a horrible movie and number two we're not going to see that show till next year or the following year at the earliest because of the pandemic and also it's it's super post-production i mean it's like it's game of as far as like production like it's like game of thrones but i feel like the effects and all that it's going to be super expensive and that's Green Lantern, and Green Lantern is not gonna be. Don't don't, don't talk about like, that. I'm sorry. By the time that thing, by the time that don't comes out, that. don't talk about that. 
Ryan Reynolds already has destroyed anyone's love or concern about that franchise in a big screen or in the small screen. It's like, well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. We thought the same thing about Daredevil, and then that Netflix shit was fucking fantastic. So. Yeah. Like, that being said, that's a much more ground level character yeah. than, than fucking Green time. Lantern is. But. And, no, and people were not clamoring for Daredevil until people realized, oh, how good that was. We have to wait and see yeah. when it comes to that property. If My apologies. You, we are interrupted you, Charlie. Yeah. If, if you had to pick just one, you can't, you can only have one. Is it Disney Plus or is it HBO Max? For me, HBO Max, because that's the thing. I mean, I was paying for it before you mentioned that it was free. And I bought it because I was in love with Game of Thrones. The way people are clamoring about Mandalorian, I was clamoring about Game of Thrones. And it was such a heart-wrenching... It, that last season was just painful for me, just to see how D&D just fucked up that franchise. Um, those two writers. Uh, but I loved... Game of Thrones. I love that character. Imagine and watching something for eight seasons and then for seven seasons. And then they did that to us. And for then, the eighth. Oh. Yeah, I was never all that invested in, in Game I of Thrones. I was. I was. I, I know a lot of people were like but I was I just like just watching every people the fans' frustration at the way they ended that was yeah. Was, I mean it's not the show's fault, it's just those those writers who are chasing after that uh, Disney money, yeah, you know, and then they just which they never, them. which they're oh. never gonna get because no one's gonna allow them to so do it. We, we got robbed. We got robbed. We got robbed. We could have had like two more seasons instead of eight. We could have gotten ten seasons and had this show end properly. Should have been ten now, seasons. I agree. Uh, Even as someone who wasn't that invested, it should have been ten seasons. But now they're coming up with a, a, a prequel series. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people will love Game of Thrones. It's just the fact that, you know what, they just, we're going to have to wait along. Well, was it next year? I think maybe it's going to release. But yeah, people sure. are itching for more Game of Thrones, especially now it's going to be dragon centric. That shit's going to be a huge ratings bonanza. If the casting is great and Matt Smith is in it, I love him. Oh, um, is yeah, he's in it. He's uh, love me some Matt Smith. Yeah, and the cast looks on point. You know, Game of Thrones is an amazing program. It's like uh, it's high fantasy, but it's well acted. The production value is amazing. Um, I have faith in that property, and I think um, uh, George R. R. Martin is that his name? Yeah. yeah, he's going to be yeah. more involved in this new show than he was in the last one. So it just is going to be looking very promising right now. So for me, it's HBO. Uh, based on I, what's interesting, because you asked that question, I got to be honest with you. I mean, my initial, my gut reaction, because as we all know, I am more of a Marvel person than I am a DC person. That being said, like my gut is Disney Plus, but honestly, both, both. I don't think I can don't make give me a that decision. Weak ass shit. All right, someone has a fucking gun to your head. Someone is gonna take that cute cat and punt it out the window. You have to make a fucking decision. 
All right, pick one. Disney, pick one. I mean, it's it's, it's Disney Plus. All right, thank you. Like I said, Mar- don't give me that Marvel, that Marvel, Marvel, Star, shit. Marvel Star Wars. By the what way, you- by the way, have you have you been watching the Bad Batch? Because it's it's been okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get onto that, but you know, I, I watch more HBO. Wait, uh, like I watch sure. more HBO right now. Um, not that's, e- that's already available. Yeah. They're like what three or four. Bad episodes? Batch is coming out every Friday. Yeah. Oh snap! I I, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna try to binge it either this week or no next week. But oh, yeah, okay. three or four episodes are already out. I, and I will say because I mentioned this before because you quit in season one, and I do. I honestly, legitimately, do not blame you because season one is not good. Castlevania. Those first four episodes are not good. They are not good. It gets so much better. And this last season, there's going to be another, there's going to be a spinoff series. This last season is 10 episodes. It is, it's one of those shows that like first season is sucks. I'm not going to deny that. Those first four episodes are not good. Second episode, second season Significantly better. Third season, significantly better. This last season, it's so that's not a good recipe. I'm good. Sorry. It's so the math dude, does not it's add so up. Good. It's so good. The math does not good. add up. You're you have to suffer for how many seasons to get to something that four. is so no 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 four 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 episodes four episodes. Know. It gets significantly. There is a significant jump in quality in the second season. I mean, I've never been a, I'm not familiar with Castlevania. So I was trying to like get dabble into the world. But I mean, maybe it gets better, but that first season just like, I did not grab me. It's you know? so, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's such a trope because we don't really talk about anime generally on this. And, and even like the later season are less anime than they are like American like just really quality animation, but like it's such an anime trope to have your first four episodes not be good and have it be significantly better <laughs> as the show goes on. Uh, like it's such a it's such a trope. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it gets so much better. Like the jump from the and in spite of what's his name, the the creator's like little scandal that he got into. Uh, which is interesting because it's like a scandal. So, so here's a, a, a just because I want to delve into this a, a tiny bit. Is it Grant Morrison? I want to say it's Grant Morrison. Is it Grant Morrison who did? Oh, I got to look this up now. Uh, Castlevania. Uh, who did Castlevania is like the guy behind it. So he got into writing. For the so we were talking about. Like we were talking about like the nevers and like, you know, whether it's okay. Uh, to like Joss- not Grant Morrison. I am sorry, Grant Morrison. That is- I was like, he doesn't do that much TV if he does any at all. I'm trying to find. I mean, I'll eventually, as I said, uh, I'm going to try to get on nevers. I'm just going to wait until the hype has gone down. Yeah, so I mean... I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, HBO has, like, some new shit that I'm just, like, I'm loving. You know, it's like the flight attendant 
has been great. Uh, Made for Love has I been I still great. haven't gotten on that. <laughs> um, all of that shit, I mean, I've been loving. You know, they're, they're taking chances at content, and I appreciate what they're doing at HBO and Warner Brothers. Um, where Disney gives you more of what I want and more of, like, the same thing. Um, with HBO, you're dabbling into so many different things, and I appreciate that. There's more diversity in terms of their content. Yeah. Though, if I had to choose one, I would choose Disney Plus. <gasps> I'm going HBO. Because only, if only because of the Marvel, the, the Marvel and the Star Wars content. Yeah. You rewatch all of that stuff? So, so, sorry. Castlevania is Warren Ellis. And if you don't know, uh, Warren yeah, Ellis I'm got him. With his got, stuff, yeah. So, Warren Ellis got himself into a little bit of a controversy uh, where he touch, just like Did he touch someone or expose himself? Well, no. Basically, it's kind of similar to the Joss Whedon thing. No, it's it's that a it's come out that like he had a lot of relationships with uh it's he had a lot of relationships with with women and younger women, nobody underage. But the biggest the, the the minor scandal that he has had is that he had a lot of relationships with different women and wasn't honest with them about his relationship status to a whole bunch of them. Uh, from everything I've read, it's that like he took a, advantage of his status, but everyone who has come out who has like spoken again, like about him, no one has actually come out and spoken like, actually like negatively about him it's people he's dated it's yeah a, but it's a not bunch, like he's a liar but that doesn't make him a bad person sexual so basically what's what's interesting about his case specifically that's what that is 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 that a bunch of women have come out and said like his biggest thing was that he was dishonest about like his what his relationship statuses were to people he's he working with or just people outside that he had a relationships with a lot of women uh that were a result of his status in the industry uh but were and they that, working with him or sexual they just, manipulation no. That is what that is. When you, so, you so, insinuate that your power and when you use your power and your privilege as a way to try to bag somebody up and then you tell some lies about what your status really is, that woman is, is engaging in sexual activity with you based on the story that you told her and none of that is true. Sexual manipulation. So here's the... But, yeah. Okay. That's so a, here's the interesting I, thing. I, I, about I, just, I just always associate that with, you know, people trying to get in with like a, a woman or a man. But is that like something that you could get in trouble for or just like someone's going to dump you for that? I get it if you're going to get dumped. Well, no, 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 no. Here, 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 
So, so, so here's the thing. What's interesting and sort of complicated about Warren Ellis's status uh, situation in, in particular is what made it problematic is that there was a pot, uh, as far as like his status in the industry, is that there was a pie, uh, like Charlie was saying, there was a power dynamic there that was unequal, that he was taking advantage of and lying about his relationship status to a lot of women. The counterpoint to that, specifically to his case, is that he never, the women who, so there's like a, there's a couple like forums online that uh, pertain to uh, comical creation where like he was definitely manipulative of women, but the, what I, I think is interesting about his position in particular is that he never actually used that power aside from lying to a bunch of these women about his actual relationship status uh, and also like, you know, seeing multiple women at the same time and like, you know, not being honest with but them. But that's all outside the, of the professional environment. That's all outside of there the was definitely a summer. power dynamic that was that was questionable there. That being said, he unlike some of the other people, he never blacklisted it. In fact, the people who what I think is interesting about because his scandal is a scandal, but it's also kind of a, a non-scandal because all the women who they interviewed, no one, none of them, all of them said, like a bunch of them said they were pissed off at him for essentially lying to them. But what's interesting about his, like I said, his, his situation specifically is he never actually, like, he didn't blacklist anybody. In fact, he actually did the opposite. Like the people who, in spite of the fact that he was doing it for sexual favors, which is a little bit questionable. The people who he said he was going to promote, he promoted. The people whose careers he promised he would elevate, he elevated. The fact that he kind of exchanged sexual favors for that and was using his power dynamic, his position in the, in the industry to get those favors is what's a little problematic. But what it's makes him not necessarily... Not it's not a little bit. It's all yeah. problematic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, but but he never he like he cut off contact with people who like wouldn't do that. But anyone who he actually said he was gonna like help in the industry, according to everyone who was like even the people who were pissed at him, everyone who was like yeah as we're long angry as at him. Those but, sexual but papers he, were executed. But 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 all the pe yes all the people he said like who. Like he never, it was never like he like did that and then said he was going to like elevate someone's career and then actually, and then just like backed but out. There on, must like, be an exchange though for that to happen. Yeah. That's not based on merit, not based on merit or skill. It's based on well, how honestly, well you do it, the blowjobs or the bichets or whatever. But, even, but the second, the second that quid pro quo enters, yeah chat that's yeah. just what it is right like you you yeah. 
merits. Yeah. You might have merits and it quid pro quo is there. So like, ev- so everything is, is under that guise, right? Like, yeah, this guy sounds and that's like what her. made it. That's what made it a, a scandal for him. Although what's interesting is when I bring up like the forums that like he started and he promoted and like he had relationships with all these women, what's interesting, like I just, when they're like these things that are like, not like, oh, he's just an asshole. It was just like, so all of those forums are now, he doesn't run any of them. They're all run by women now. And what's odd about them is that in the wake of all this, all those forums have actually just become even more like elevated. Like they've just become like spaces where female creators promote other female creators. And like, look, they're like, we're going to shit on him because he was an asshole to all of us. But like, aside from being a most, like, I, I just, I thought it was interesting when I actually, like, I saw that there was a scandal behind him when I was reading about Castlevania. The fact that like, it's interesting that no one has come out like, as say like, Charisma Carpenter came out about Josh. Like he was never abusive to anybody. He was just like Charlie was saying, it's like, there's a difference in power there. It's still super problematic. Yeah. I mean, listen, when, when, when you, the power dynamic is always there, no matter where you are, right. That power dynamic and differential is always there. And when you are less than honest, like a person is, is choosing to engage in a sexual encounter with you because you have said that certain things are true. And when that's not true, that's manipulation. And also the fact that like, if they don't engage with you on that level, like he never blacked it, but he just cut off contact with them completely. Right, right. which is, but that in and of itself is, is a version of blacklisting, right? Yeah. Like, like you, like it might not be the act, it may not be the action of like, I'm intentionally going to like cause you harm and I'm intentionally going to go run around, make sure that nobody deals with you ever again. But that in and of itself, if he holds power and he's making a decision to cut you off, then that is a form of blacklisting, right? You're denying that, someone an yeah. opportunity to right? sell, you know, just right? because she, that person has standards and morals. Right, like this this person engaged in activity with you because you said certain things were true. However it's come to pass, she now finds out it was a lie. That's not correct. And now she's being denied opportunities and she's being denied certain, you know, she's being denied certain chances. Like, you know, it is a form of blacklisting, right? It may not be out and out like, I'm going to throw dirt on your name, but yeah, that, but that in and of itself is meaningful, right? Like when you see that somebody's no longer in league with this person you respect, there's a psychology there where you start. And, and also apparently like he, there were multiple women that he like simultaneously basically engaged with in exactly the same way like the exact almost like down to like the exact same text to like 15 different women simultaneously I mean, and the he fact has that a plan. like he was all, why change it 
right? Like, listen, at one yeah. time we would have said this guy's a player and this guy's just doing what sure. he do to get laid. Like this, at one point in time, that's how we would have thought about it. And now we all kind of know, like, it's grimy though. Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. It's there's there's griminess there, right? I'm sorry, I hear feminism and I'm like, let me stop putting these dishes away. Who's saying what nonsense? <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, no. So, all right, Charlie, go back to the dishes while Rich continues to sit down. I know. <laughs> all right, do your work. Do your work, woman. I will not be this conversation, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, at, at this hour, I'm doing the dishes. For the right, 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 right. Charlie, don't worry. You could, you could speak truth. You know, you know he's. You know, you don't have to lie. You know, while he's there. Love you. Bye. But yeah, just just based on like you know watching Castlevania, and then I found out he was involved. In- Controversy. I was just like, I just wanted to bring that up. And again, it's like it's a controversy, but it's what I found. I I feel like I'm like a broken record about this a little bit. But like interesting about it is that is that on a certain level, like none of the women that they actually interviewed with that, like yeah, they were pissed at him, but none of them were actually like. Is one of the rare instances in which this is like, it was like yeah, he was some of us were kind of emotionally hurt by it, but it was almost like, it's just like, we're upset, but we're not, we're not accusing him of anything. I mean, he's another white guy behaving badly, using his power and privilege to, you know, yeah, exactly. Further his, uh, his orgasms, you know, uh, it's, it's one of the oldest story of Hollywood. Sadly. Um, there was just no casting couch, or maybe there was. Who knows? I don't know. It's probably a certain extent, and and also the fact that like, like almost a meet, like you know, within like I don't know what the time period of this, like when when it, it came, when all this got exposed, Warren Ellis just kind of went like it. it I don't want to say to his credit because I hate saying that in these kind of situations because it's not really to his credit. He shouldn't have done all that shit in the first place. But he just kind of went, "Oh shit, I'm, I'm not, I'm messed up. I, sh-, you know, like, I am, I, I apparently like." It's I mean, so I'm sorry. That, like, not- it takes something like this for a person like him to realize. He goes, "Oh shit, I have emotional problems. Like, I have." I mean, I'm I, sorry. Like, Exposure I never realized I was actually. Sunlight yeah. is not like, or people calling you out on it is not something that is uh is not celebratory i mean it's like it's not to his credit i mean people just call him yeah out like i didn't know how to phrase that but basically his response wasn't even he didn't even like deny it he like completely owned up to it he just went he just went he had one of those reactions it's just like suddenly being confronted with what he did was just kind of like oh shit i did all of that i i need to he's basically his basic response was I'm fucked up. I should go seek counseling. Like that was basically his response. And, uh, you know, according to like, 
the sources, even some of the women who like he, he like wronged her and like still in contact with him, was just like, yeah, he basically just went, oh shit, I I'm I'm really messed up. I should go seek therapy and tried and try to never do this again to anyone ever again. And it's like it's it's unfortunate. Unfortunately, is even a strong enough word, but it's just like. I mean, he can't. Yeah, dude, you should, you should have known to not do that. Shit. I mean, yeah, he just. You know, he can't relate to people. He can't talk to people outside of like wielding his, you know, his power and his connections. That doesn't make you a good person. I don't know. That was uh, unnecessarily depressing. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we've had our fill of Joss Whedon. Did we have to talk about another white boy behaving badly again? I, I, the reason why I bring it up is is that I like it when it's not as cut and dried as some of these things are. Not like it, but I think it's interesting. No, More not interesting really. Was like no, a, I mean we don't. We shouldn't talk about bad people behaving badly. Let's just uh, there's there's been too much of that <laughs> for the last two years. Yeah. Let's talk about fun content or bad content, not uh, messed up people. I mean, that's fair. I'm trying to think like, there was more stuff. God, what else? Because so much time has passed. I'm trying to think of other stuff. I mean, there was definitely um, all the things I can think of are like slightly more depressing, but they're only because I've watched some movies again and what they have a different of, perspective now. What about that um, that teaser that Marvel released, uh, I think, a week ago? I've not seen The Eternals. I saw the new uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That yeah. and I'm going to watch it, but I'm not that excited that is, that about it. Not, yeah, I'm not going to pay to see that, but yeah. Not, I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to pay to see that. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not, watching it for Tom Hardy. I'm sorry. I'm just watching it. It doesn't look Hardy. Yeah, sure. Uh, and we're like, Woody Harrelson is going to be fun to watch, do whatever. Yeah. Because he's fun to do whatever. He's fun to watch, do whatever. No, but that actually, I again like as far as like marvel just promoting stuff that new like wide the one you're talking about that has like all the stuff that's coming out mm-hmm. that's a i'm not gonna lie that's a that was a brilliant piece of art amazing <laughs> i got like he's the new stuff that, the, the, no and even at the beginning of that trailer and how they 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 pieced every i got goosebumps and the fact yeah. That they even showed uh, audience reaction of uh, like the end of uh, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame from inside a movie theater. The, the fact that Marvel's doing that—it's just hilarious. Like they're, they're just trolling at this point. I, I interesting thing is I just rewatched because I periodically just watch rewatch Endgame. There are certain parts of Endgame that, like, now, like, post, quote-unquote, even though we're not really post-pandemic, but now we're, like, starting to turn the corner, hopefully. There are parts of that movie that, like, resonate completely differently. Uh, As far as, like, oh, we're we're post-Thanos. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, post-Blip. 
there are parts of that movie that resonate different. Like I was just rewatching yeah, it and I found myself kind of, I, I found myself a little su- su- like surprised by like, Oh, this, 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 this carries a different weight than it did. Yeah, when actually, I watched it even, yeah. even like even new year's, even new year's 2021. Like it feels different now watching that movie. But yeah, yeah, that's just including like, and the fact that like, you know, even though not all of us are probably going to go see those movies in the theater, it's just the fact that like, yeah, that was, I, that little thing was, a, in my opinion, like a brilliant little yeah. piece of uh, that gives, uh, it gives marketing you a, lot, a lot to look forward to, a lot of hope. Uh, we now know the, the title of the Black Panther sequel, so Wakanda forever. Yeah. Um, what else? Guardians 3. That's yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the, the, the three movies, the movies that are, there are two movies that I'm super excited about uh, that are coming out through Marvel just because, like, of who's behind them, and then are the others I'm less excited. I mean, the two I'm most excited about are are Thor, Love, and Thunder, just because I think that's going to be yeah, interesting. Good. And also because it's Kaika again, just like, you just, you know, he's going to do something different. Yeah. Um, and Eternals, I'm actually, like, excited. Just because that's just, it's, a, it's, it's, Gonna, it's like Guardians is like I don't know how they're gonna make this work, right? But I'm I'm excited to see how the hell they're gonna make that work because yeah. it's such a fucking like if someone like I said it was a Marvel nerd it's just like I, I know who those characters are. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. I don't know how you make that a movie, but <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out. What's I, I don't. What's the main concept for the Eternals? I don't know much about. It's it. a group of just like immortal beings in the Marvel universe. Uh, and also, just <laughs> Eve. No, on a purely stupid reason, is just seeing more jacked up. Uh, What's his name? Uh, oh, uh, from the big stick. Yeah, Camille, uh, uh, Kum- Kumail, Kumail Nanjiani. Just the jacked Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> like, yeah. for some weird reason, that that more than anything else, kind of has me excited to see that movie. Hmm. But yeah. Um, are you hungry? Is that for you? Meow. But yeah, I think that's it. Because I, I don't, a couple of the other things I don't think you guys have actually like watched. Yeah. Try it out. What else? I mean, I mean, there's stuff that's coming. I, uh, I'm been reading uh, bits and pieces about that apparently like the Netflix Lord of the Rings series is going to be like the most expensive. Oh, it's, Amazon. Amazon. it's Amazon. It's Amazon. Sorry. 
that yeah, apparently well, that's going to be like it's ridiculously expensive. But I, my, I'm I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm still wondering if it's going to be like, if it, is it actually going to be any good? I just have such weird mixed feelings because, like, I rewatched the movies. I mean, like, not all of all of those movies hold up, but generally speaking, those films still hold up. I don't know why. <laughs> no, they were they were the, the well, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm not talking about the Hobbit stuff. But yeah, that trilogy was made to be really to be timeless. Um, yeah, very well. The performances, the effects don't feel the effects don't feel dated. They were they were done very, very well. So. Uh, but like that's that's like a masterpiece. How do you how do you translate that into television and still make it? at the same level of quality that's hard i don't know and also oh. because there's like i'm here guys i'm just I mean, sucking on a mango and it's gonna look really weird and disgusting but i'm with <laughs> you guys hell yeah hey like i don't my big thing is the only way that you could really make that into series is you adapt more stuff that was in the book and like there's a reason why when they strip down some of that stuff for the movie, like there's some of the stuff in the book you just don't. I know there are people who fans that like huge fans of the book. They're like bits in the book that they they cut out from the movie and I'm, the movies, and I'm just like, I don't. A lot of that stuff is just it's distractions from the male oh, the main that, plot. Yeah, yeah. There's a like, lot. Of, there's, there's there's entire side books that are related that are. They're I mean, in, fair, in fairness, they adapted a lot for that for the Hobbit series, and that's just like, yeah. Like, look, I read the Similarian. The, the, the like, I tried. I have the the Similarian, and I gave it a real honest try. That is not an easy book to read. It is. It is essentially you are reading what that book is. Is it is it is not a novel. It is essentially that you've been handed a his, a history textbook for the Lord of the Rings universe. That's what the similarity is. I remember and if that's if I, that's how your brain operates, that's and I'm one of those people. I'm also world building. But if you want to read an actual fucking story, that book is horrible. It's it's a history book. It's a history book for an alternate universe. That's what that book. It, is. it reads like a textbook. It really yeah, it and, totally is. Because I I read the Hobbit, and you know the the Hobbit was that that was enjoyable. I had fun with that, and I enjoyed it way more than the the Hobbit movies. But well, yeah, because that book is the design of that the that book was uh, aimed towards a different audience. It was aimed towards a younger audience. Yeah. It was. It's way shorter. It's like, yeah, it's it's a little short adventure tale. So yeah. Is anybody really checking Amazon though for media? They have a handful. Of, that's the thing. Amazon is another one of those shows. It's like they have a handful of stuff that they've acquired that I'm like invincible, like the boys that I'm super that like 
I'm there for. And what's weird is, so yeah, Amazon Prime is super weird. They they have some stuff that like only they have access they have access to, but it's so it's not entire libraries. It's just so it's interesting because the, the sister what I call the sister podcast to this, which is Dan and Justin's anime podcast. The thing about anime Amazon Prime as far as like anime is concerned is that every year they acquire one anime one or two that you can't access through any of the other anime portals they're very exclusive but but the funny thing is like if you're an like if you're a fan of any particular like like hbo max like if you're a huge dc dc fan hbo max is where you're gonna go if you're a marvel or, or star wars fan disney plus is what you're gonna go to I mean, Netflix is different because Netflix is, just has its own yeah. random shit that they have access to. But it's just like Amazon is so strange because they there's no like library of stuff that they have act that they've bought that is like the selling point to them. It's yeah. just a a grabble. That is like, not the selling like point. shopping with Amazon Prime. That is not. It's the selling just a grabble. TV is just like yeah. a value added. It's just, once again, Prime, the selling point is just having access to the discounts yeah. and the two-day service. This Don't confuse this as being a rival to Disney or or HBO. This is just like yeah, a tag call to it add is. more value to oh, spending $80 a year on Amazon Prime. You can purchase a Prime video subscription. Wait, you can? Yeah, like they Wait, have, yeah. on Amazon. You can? I didn't know that. Amazon has started to spin it out where all mm. of their all of their prime media, so like prime music, prime video, you can buy that separate from having without the annual prime subscription yeah, for delivery. Like, I think it's like 10 bucks a month for a prime video account. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did but, not know that either. But That's if, interesting. But obviously, if you're a, they, they get the, that's the way Eve is describing it is the way that I think they want you to think of it, mm-hmm. right? But except, except I think they had to start doing that because they gotta, if they're gonna make like, if they're gonna spend half a billion dollars on that Lord of the Rings thing, well, the money gotta come from somewhere, mm-hmm. and it can't just be prime customers. So they have to. Yeah, make- and it's such a weird. Like that's what like weirds me out even more about Lord the Lord of the Rings and it's just like if you could like but 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 they did this already. <laughs> like Yeah. And it wasn't it's not like it's not like Netflix doing which I don't know what the status of is anymore, but it's not like Netflix doing a live act live action adaptation of of you know the last airbender which the movie was awful i was just like you're doing a show but there was nothing it's not like the movies were terrible (laughs) the movies are great that's the thing like there's so many things you could have bought the rights to (laughs) i don't i don't understand but that's that's the thing about prime though their their films they win awards every year 
Like I want, I really want to watch some new the the Francis Norman uh, Nomadland. That's on Hulu, babes. That's on Hulu. That's not. That's not Amazon. That's Hulu. Nope, that's Hulu. Really? Oh. Yeah. One night in Miami or something like that. That is on Amazon. That's Amazon. One night in Miami is Amazon. Yeah, I wanted to No, I mean Amazon is is sneaky because they don't advertise that you can pay for these services separately, but mm-hmm. you absolutely can. Yeah. But regardless, like their their films win awards. And Netflix have been has been really trying to compete for that that type of prestige. And they've been hit or miss. They don't always they did nicely. Yeah. Yes, that was like one case, and, and they put, you know, they put all they put boxes into that. They put all of the eggs in one basket for Irishmen, and that mm-hmm. didn't well, didn't pay off all that great. That's a tragedy. I don't know. I I I I, I also am of the opinion as I I don't I maybe I'm like I understand like the new content thing. But there's just stuff like the period, like I said about like the Shaw Brothers library. It's just like I there's just there's strange things that like when media companies is like there are there are as as like as as stratified as media has become and as like niche air oriented as media has become, especially streaming media. I'm all I, I often find myself just surprised by like I, I understand promoting the new com content and like you know the stuff you spent money on but it's like i it's like hbo max netflix i think is guilty of this too it's just like you're not promoting your library i feel like like the, the some of the 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 little because they're they're like I said, like the Shaw Brothers. I, I don't I don't know. I know that's relatively recent because all those Shaw Brothers movies were not on Netflix like last year. Like, and there's a and there's a lot. Like that's a huge library. Oh shit! That's like, and I understand like that the the market for those movies is is its own little niche, but like. Promote that. That's that's just fucking. But like, you can't promote something that's, a, that's, that's its own little. You can't promote something yeah. that's old. You promote something that is new. That's gonna generate a lot of word of mouth. Um, it's just another value add. But you don't promote something sure. that is old. I mean, you just hope that people stay on board and continue their subscriptions for that old stuff. But you really can't promote, hey, watch this 30, 40 year old content. You know, not everyone's going to be down for the Criterion Collection. There's only going to be a sure. small minority of people who are for that. But it's always going to be the new stuff that gets people excited. I, I'll vaguely disagree because look at the bidding war that broke out when. Uh, Friends was going to try to leave Netflix and then they moved over to HBO Max. Seinfeld, Hulu won a war and now it's going to go to Netflix. The office, well, Parks and Recreation with like... I that- agree with you, but those are, those are, those are former network shows. Right. Like it, those it, are more it, like outliers, and then yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the point that I'm making is that there's some, like to your point, Jamie. I think that there are some people, yeah, who, who have an interest in content, and not necessarily like, and not necessarily the platform, and they would go wherever the content is. So why don't you tell people you have their content? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, when Justin and Dan were talking about, like, if you like anime, like, what's the best streaming services? Like, and they went like, okay, if you're, if you're like an anime anime fan, obviously, like, the comparable, like, marquee, the two marquee names are, like, the Disney Plus and the Netflix of the anime uh, world are Crunchyroll and Funimation. Which is interesting because Crunchyroll and Funimation are apparently going to merge. Uh, there's been some discussion, which means that like basically Sony owns any them. anime doesn't that doesn't what? Sony own them? I think that's why that might happen. Yeah, which is which means that like if you if you want to watch anime, you can just you're going to have one place that you can go. But what's interesting is what they were talking about is like if you have. I, I forget which one they came out came out on top, but I think I think it was Netflix just in general, as far as like just having a library, and even like just relatively recent stuff. Like you're not going to see it as it's released, like you would on Crunchyroll. But Netflix just recently like acquired a bunch of really new like popular anime and hulu is the same way like hulu has a bunch of that stuff it's not going to be as it releases but it's going to be like and like like charlie was saying it's just like i just feel like i understand why they don't necessarily do it but i feel like some of that stuff is like i mean like you were discussing before hbo max is definitely guilty of this it's like you're not promoting your yeah like what you actually have Sorry for the tangent, but god damn, that mango was juicy and tasty. Ah, oh, fuck. Shit. You know, damn, my mouth and hands all filthy and sticky, and I love it. Oh my goodness. I gotta, um, I, I Hell yeah. gotta clean no, I mean, myself up. Mm. But, but honestly, like, I do think it's a missed opportunity because you could just as easily tell people, like, like, you have a fantastic horror collection, promote the hell out of that during Halloween. Right? Like, yeah. right? Like you- That's a horrible idea. You could, <laughs> you could make your own theme of things so that you, so that you can promote, this is the rest of my life. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. You can't fight. I find that you can't fight every one of his puns because <laughs> it's so much. You have to pick and choose your battles, which is just oh. life advice. By the way, Sai, uh, this is a, and then I, I think we might want to, because the Jasmine is now kind of just sitting and staring at me. Jasmine. Uh, yeah. That's the, the Siamese cat with the one eye. But uh, just as a weird side, as far as like comedy specials, because we're talking about like weird niches of like things, Netflix comedy specials, like they, they, I would say like Netflix just kind of owns the, they're just, they've replaced HBO as like the place to go to watch comedy specials now. If yeah. you haven't, watched uh hannah gatsby's second special douglas watch that special 
because you brought up puns and there's puns and they're actual they're not like your puns rich they're actual like good puns in the show Okay, shots fired in the bedside. Yeah, and and she's brilliant. I mean, you can watch Nanette before that, but Nanette has an, like, the entire second half of that show is her just not talking about comedy. It's worth watching just as, like, watching someone do something phenomenally, like, brave on stage, but it's it's not funny. (laughs) And it's intentional, like, he comments on it on the second special. She's just like, she's like, yeah, I turned off the joke valve intentionally. That was intentional. Like, and then she got a lot of shit. It's like, it's not comedy. She's like, it wasn't supposed to be. I don't know why everyone's bitching at me. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Great. So, yeah, and Netflix is gonna be fine. They're they're doing their thing. They're they're still coming. They they're still creating original content. Uh, I mean, I still I still watch. They have great. They still have very good document. Not all of the documentaries, but most of them are pretty interesting. I mean, to but to Jamie's point, right? Like they they are carving out a niche for themselves in some way. Like they're like we we're the comedy people. Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. I, I feel more services could be, you know, that's a way to like acquire content and and promote it, right? Yeah. Like, which which is funny it. because hey, figure it out because because you know we rewind maybe like ten years ago and HBO was yeah, the place you wanted to see HBO to see comedy specials, yeah, and now all of those people who used to do. We're like them doing an H, a new HBO hour. Like, I mean, if George Carlin was still alive, his more his most recent special would probably be on Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. because all of his previous ones, all of the ones in his life were all on HBO. He would probably be on Netflix by now. And all of the major, like the big comedians, like all of them have all their major specials were on Netflix. And Netflix, for all intents and purposes, has kind of cornered the market on that. Yep. Yep. And good for them, too. Yeah. I mean, how many specials has Chappelle done already? Yeah. He has a five... Word. Netflix is signing deals with people for specials. So much so that I've actually, there are like some, like, there are other comedians who are, they're, some of them are salty and some of them are just like, okay, have put out their specials themselves because Netflix doesn't, want to pay has them. like this, has a certain amount, like either won't pay them enough or just won't buy their specials. So they've just been putting them out themselves. I've like listened to a handful of podcasts where they're just like, you know, comedians who aren't as famous as, as some of the people who've been on, who've gotten specials on Netflix, but like, like some of the people was like, yeah, we just put it out. <laughs> yeah. However we could put it out because 
some people just released them on YouTube because it's just like, eh, yeah. what are we gonna do? But yeah, I still watch Netflix whenever, whatever I'm not sure what I want to watch. I I usually just end up turning to Netflix, and they I've I've found some interesting stuff on it. Lately, I've been really into documentaries. Old and not so old kung fu films. I just watched The Grandmaster, which is uh, if like the movie with Donnie Yen, If Man. It's a di- there's like twelve different mer- movies about If Man, the guy who trained the, the Wing Chun dude who yeah. like was Bruce Lee's teacher briefly. There made like four films with Donnie Yen, and then like three other films with another actor. And then there was another one made uh, by the director Wong Kar Wai, who is an amazing director, uh, starring the. He's made a bunch of films with this, the dude who played Chang Sung in the most recent Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And it's it's beautiful. And it's a great movie. <laughs> That's been my. Yeah. That's been my, like, when I can't think of anything else to watch or, like, I certain other things that I just don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. They, Netflix acquired the Shaw Brothers. Watch. Yep. We're watching Flying Guillotine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 